1: tumblr runs into the great firewall someone's profiling people interested in taiwan's politics and everyone's looking at you beijing old versions of wordpress and drupal may be setting some big companies up for a big fail more on that alleged microsoft zero day the security industry sees some big contracts and a bit of m&a activity and a look at the criminal market finds some shaky product being pushed towards some dumb money I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your Cyberwire summary for Thursday, June 2nd, 2016. Some apparently state-directed activity out of China this week. Tumblr seems to be inaccessible in China, at least for now, as Saturday's anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre approaches. China, of course, doesn't publish detailed information about such restrictions, still less their rationales. But the monitoring group GreatFire.org thinks the outage looks like an attempt to interdict social media during the anniversary. Online censorship in China, generally called the Great Firewall, may serve the government's interests in social control, but Chinese scientists increasingly complain that the policy is biting back at the country's drive toward greater capacity for rapid innovation. FireEye reports that Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party has been receiving the attentions of a cyber espionage group that's redirecting traffic to sites hosting malicious code. The apparent goal of the campaign is to profile visitors to the DPP's sites in an effort to gain insight into the party's policies with respect to Taiwan independence. As usual, there's no attribution in the case, but signs do point towards Beijing. FireEye has reported finding some industrial control system malware that's being called IronGate. Some are calling it son of Stuxnet because, like Stuxnet, it too targets Siemens Programmable Logic Controllers, or PLCs, but that's probably misleading. IronGate has been found in Siemens PLC simulation environments, not operational ones, where it executes a man-in-the-middle attack on some custom PLC SIM code. IronGate looks like a proof-of-concept exploit used by security testers. As Dark Reading points out, the malware has been around since 2012, but only began to come to light, and that gradually, late last year. It's a sign of some of the ways penetration testers are attending to industrial control systems. No one seems to know who's behind IronGate, and security experts remind everyone that this should serve as yet another wake-up call for SCADA risk awareness. WordPress and Drupal bugs are being called the vulnerabilities that could enable the next Panama Papers-sized leak. The bugs are in. Researchers at RiskIQ scanned companies on the old FT30 index to see what software large companies are using to establish their web presence. What they found was disturbing. Just over a thousand sites were using either WordPress or Drupal. Of the 773 cases where they could identify the specific versions of the content management system in use, 307 were using old versions susceptible to exploitation through known vulnerabilities. Risk IQ primly notes that Mossack Fonseca, the law firm at the heart of the Panama Papers leak, was using outdated versions of Drupal and WordPress. The alleged zero-day Russian cyber-mobsters are selling on the black market is still looking like a legitimate threat. Bidding starts at $95,000, not that you'd be interested in this particular auction, except, of course, conceptually. Researchers at Trustwave's Spider Labs have been looking into the case, and we caught up with Trustwave's Ziv Medor for their take on what's going on here.
2: A in windows of this magnitude is, is quite rare. There are some strong indications in this post that make us believe that most likely it is legit. The cyber uh, offers to use the services of an escrow. Um, the uh, escrow he suggests to use is the admin form, which most likely is a well-respected cybercriminal in their community. And the second one is the fact that he released uh, two videos to demonstrate how it works. Again, the videos don't show the fine details and that uh, he, he did it in purpose because he doesn't want to reveal them. But when we looked at the videos, it looks like they were taken in one shot. So it doesn't seem like they were manipulated. And he first shows how um, he has all the most recent patches, the Patch Tuesday from May, installed on, on the local Windows 10 computer and right after he shows how the exploit works. And um, so combining all that, that's a strong indication that probably the seller has uh, an, a working exploit.
1: This particular exploit is not only chilling because of how many systems it could potentially infect, but also due to what it's capable of once it's in.
2: The exploit uh, belongs to what's called local uh, privilege escalation uh, class which basically allows an attacker to get out of the boundaries of a limited user account and get full admin access to the computer. The seller claims that uh, because the LPE, local privilege escalation exploit works, it allows an attacker that would use it to upgrade the access to that computer and get full admin access to that computer. Not only that, he also claims that by using that exploit, they will be able to modify the kernel. The opportunities here for cybercruners are very almost unlimited. They can, after using that upgrade of their privileges, uh, they can install malware persistently. They can change system settings. They can disable security products on the computer, uh, get better access to the network, change uh, things in the kernel, such as installing a rootkit, etc.
1: That's Ziv Mador. He's vice president of security research at Trustwave. In industry news, there's some acquisition activity. IBM is buying the Application Discovery Shop Easy Source. ServiceNow expands its security capability with the acquisition of BrightPoint, best known for its Sentinel Security Intelligence platform, and SolarWinds buys LogicNow as a managed service provider play. Infoblox has retained Morgan Stanley in what's seen as a defensive move against activist investors that's likely to delay any acquisition. Toma Bravo made a run at Infoblox last month. In the U.S., the White House-led push to shake up and clean out federal cybersecurity is expected to yield significant opportunities for contractors. Some large defense contract awards are already doing so. U.S. Special Operations Command has awarded Palantir an intelligence software contract for $221 million. And both SAIC and Parsons have received prime positions in a multiple-award, indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contract the General Services Administration has let to support U.S. Cyber Command. This IDIQ is a five-year, multi-billion-dollar vehicle. Finally, Forcepoint takes its own look into the dark web and finds that Jigsaw, a ransomware variant that attacks Windows systems, is also for sale. The malware's authors are selling its source code for $139. That low, low price doesn't appear to be a special, nor are there any signs that the boss is on vacation and the boys have gone crazy. It's worth noting that the sellers think they'll find enough buyers to make it worth their while. Jigsaw typically demands a ransom of $150 from its victims forcepoint draws the lesson that there's poor product and dumb money in the black market too as forcepoint puts it quote a mediocre and greedy techie writes a second-rate piece of malware that's designed to scare people into parting with their money he or she sells it to a group of customers who are not that tech savvy but are equally greedy and devoid of any morals hardly a happy story And I'm joined once again by Jonathan Katz. He's a professor of computer science at the University of Maryland. Uh, Jonathan, I know with cryptography, random numbers are, uh, are very important, of course, uh, and there are several different methods of generating random numbers.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it's important to distinguish here uh, between maybe two different kinds of randomness. So the best kind of randomness, the most pure randomness, if you will, is when you have a, a string of bits that's completely uniform. So this means that each bit is uh, equally likely to be 0 or 1, and every bit is independent of every other bit. And then uh, we've talked about this before, that if you have, say, an n-bit string, an n-bit key that's completely uniform, then each of the 2 to the n possibilities is equally likely. Now, a little bit less good than that is something called uh, unpredictable. And what you have there is a string... Uh, a string of bits, where each bit is not necessarily uniform and there may be some small correlation between the bits, but nevertheless, it's infeasible for an attacker to predict the exact bit sequence that you're using. And so uh, in general, for cryptography, we'd prefer to have uniform sources of randomness, although a lot of times in practice, we can get away with unpredictable randomness as long as it's uh, uh, truly infeasible for the attacker to guess what those random values are.
1: And uh, we, we've seen word from the University of Texas at Austin that some of their computer scientists are saying that they've developed a new method for producing truly random numbers, and this, this is a, they're saying this is a breakthrough. What can you tell us about that?
0: This is truly uh, excellent theoretical work. What they've done, basically, is to take two uh, independent and unpredictable random sources and combine them together in such a way as to produce a uniform source of randomness. So basically what this means is that you can take uh, potentially... Uh, two different mechanisms for generating random numbers, neither of which is perfect, but then somehow combine them and derive from them uh, a
1: pure source of randomness. And so what will be some of the practical applications of that?
0: Well, it's unclear uh, how much of an impact this is going to have in practice. It's right now in the early stages. Uh, It's not uh, immediately clear actually whether... Um, this is going to be needed for cryptographic purposes, but it does show us the way forward for potentially combining multiple different sources of randomness together and deriving from them uh, a perfect random source that can then be used for cryptographic key generation or uh, during public key encryption or other things that you need randomness for uh, in cryptosystems.
1: All right, Jonathan Katz, thanks again for joining us.